This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hast thou e'er thought, oh, if only there were more hours in the day? With the exception of Can the Wizard, a lot of us wish we had more time. But if time became untethered and was truly unlimited, what would you even do? You have to know what you value to make use of such a gift. And therapy can help you find what matters to you most, so you can do more of it. Even without all the time shenanigans. I know therapy has allowed me to consider what matters most to me, allowing me to become a better friend and happier wizard. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com magic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash magic. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. People of Earth, the following podcast is not real. It is, however, thick in the middle of a phenomenon they call, uh, the slappening, I think. Coincidentally, my pet name for 80s screwball mafia romance, Moonstruck, featuring Cher at her finest. Don't bring up Mask. That movie is waterlogged by Eric Stoltz's palpable ennui. Having just learned his footage for Back to the Future had quietly been renamed Back to the Drawing Board. Now, I know we're here for the credits, and trust me, they're coming, and they'll be super fake, but first, we have to get through something I call listening to the episode. For the record, it goes pretty quick, especially when you put the sound all the way down and play a different podcast instead. The audioscapes they paint on StoryLab are mesmerizing, but you can't have a rainbow without miles of featureless sky. So, let's sit back and enjoy the show. Hello from the Magic Tavern, Remote Edition, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Neekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is everything you need to know. Over five years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I used that Wi-Fi to upload a podcast chronicling our quest to defeat the Dark Lord. Slight caveat on all of that, all of the magical world of Foon is trapped into little uh, sort of shards of land, but we're, you know what, we're figuring it out, we're getting over it, we're recording remotely via Rune, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, his shapeshifting abilities seem to be a little out of control, uh, Chunt the Shapeshifter. Stick bip. Stick. Is that a new catchphrase? Yeah, well, I guess we should kind of recap um, more recently. Uh, last episode, I was a badger head on top of a sandcastle, mm-hmm. and we all know the ocean took that sand out to sea, so um, I'm currently a badger head on top of uh, a bunch of sticks. I built myself a little stick body, if you can okay. see. Wow. So I thought it was only appropriate to come up with a new catchphrase, Stick Bip. I love that you're staying positive. I've got to ask, are you alarmed that you're mostly just ahead and you're assembling your body out of whatever crap you can find around you? Um, I'm not alarmed. I'm curious because I want to know. I shapeshifted into a sandcastle, right, from the neck down. And when that was washed out to the ocean, it's like, is that going to stay intact and I can later reunite with it? Is each particle of sand now its own shape-shifting DNA out into the world that only to be swallowed by fish? 
Who knows? I gotta say, uh, I feel like you don't need to spread your DNA around more than you already have. <laughs> to be fair, I had one sperm, Arnie. That, one oh, sperm. That is true. That one is sperm's true. too many? My, could, could be. Could be. And I thought about, for a while, you know, um, a lot of stuff washes up on this beach that I'm at. And for a while, I thought about, because there's a sea cucumber here, I thought mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, putting that in vinegar, making it a sea pickle, and becoming pickle chunt. And I thought that might be a real fun episode. I thought that might be, like, the most quoted episode. Be oh, real fun, real popular. Okay. Th- yeah, those are words I don't think I ever want to say. Huh. Okay. But, hey, but you do you, buddy. Thank you. But I'm also uh, joined via Rune by my other co-host, Usador the Wizard. I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, devourer. champion of the great halls of Tarakas, the elves know me as Fianyalak, the dwarves know me as Zonin and Hoogstangis, and I am known in the northeast as Gasmwinius Maestar, and there may be other secret names, names that if air uttered aloud would eliminate the need for the beautiful art of dentistry which shall be here displayed today by our wonderful guest Fizzle Von Pizzlewitch Foon's first unicorn dentist Uh, I'm not do we need to call that do we need to call him up on the room? I I thought you said that we are having Fizzle on again our favorite Uh, guest Wait, I was supposed to schedule Fizzle? You were supposed to schedule Fizzle Von Pizzlewitch. I thought you were the one that said we should have Fizzle Von Pizzlewitch uh, on. I thought you were gonna... be not in charge of booking, Mr. Kneecap. Thou dost know that it is thine duty to find the guests that do come upon this casting of the pod. I mean, I guess we could do one where it's just the three of us. You know, sometimes those get a little weird. They can, yeah, sure. But well, they're still fun. I guess. I guess. Well, I guess we won't see Fizzlevon Pizzlewitch tonight. Oh well, you know, oh, yeah. I do have a backup plan, which I, I don't know. Yeah, I think. But before we do that, I do have one quick thing I wanted to talk to you about, Usador. This sort of seems important. Last week, you said that you thought maybe you had figured out. I'm why. sorry. Hold that thought for one moment. Stick bit. Hey, wait. That's my catchphrase. I know. I was so excited about it. I wanted to say it, too. Oh, thank you, Stick. I'm trying to help it catch on. Stick bit. Huh. Okay. I guess Arnie, can we... you give us a little stick bit? Uh, give us a little I stick don't bit. Know. I don't know if I can. Well, I'm just going to have to stick bit. Yeah. Did I do it right? Yeah, Sorry. you nailed it. <laughs> oh, but my question was, you had said last week that you had heard that this cause of the fragmenting, which is... Shattering. Uh, the, the shattering, which is keeping all of Foon in different compartments was by Bruce the Sky God? Uh, yes, that? That, that's the rumor that I have heard. Yes, indeed. Uh, Bruce must be angered for some reason, and uh, his champion Arnold is nowhere to be seen, and uh, now he has cast us all into these crystalline shards of the world we once knew, unable to contact one another physically. So, is that a rumor, or is that what's happened? Like, can we cross that off as, like, we figured it out? Or is it more like, maybe it's this? Here's how I found out. I went deep into a meditative state, even deeper than the wizard state which thou art accustomed to, Mm. into a nearly asleep state. And in that state, once I had reached rapid eye movement during my dreaming... I began to see visions, visions of things that seemed to have happened to me during the day, but they were all out of order, and sometimes there were nonsensical things in there, and Bruce mm-hmm. the Sky God was part of this incredible vision. Okay, I, I, did, I sort of phased out in some of that, but I take it that, you, no, you're not entirely confident that's true. My vision is as accurate as any prophecy. No. Hey, um, Dog. Yeah, what's that stick pop? Um, before, yeah, you got it. Um, okay. but give it a rest. Um, I do want to mention before before we bring on any guests, um, you might hear some dogs in the background. Uh, mm-hmm. Just you know, there are some uh, Saint Beach Nards around here. Um, they're a beach beach dwelling dog, and I made a stick, so I'm I'm kind of on the move, running around. So these dogs are going nuts for me. Oh so yeah! I'm not sure if you're going to hear them or not, but just just a heads up, uh, I I may be in trouble. Okay. Saint Beach Nards, you said. Mm-hmm. What is the origin of that name? What's the origin of Saint Beach Nards? Yeah. Okay, well, they're they're dogs on the beach. Okay. A beach nard. Good old beach nard. You're you're a beach nard. <laughs> oh no, chunt. Dog loves stick. That's what I'm saying. Dog loves stick. Stick up. Oh, no stick bop. 
Be very careful, Chunt. I don't want you to be chewed on and played with by these terrible dogs. Thank you. I'll do my best. Okay, guys, I feel like since it's just the three of us and we don't have a guest yet, we're getting dangerously close to veering into weird episode territory. So as much as I am not overly confident in this guest, yeah, I have a guest that's been reaching out to me via room a lot, wanting to be on. And so I, uh, I guess we should have him on. Oh, Arnie, are we having a fan on? I don't know if he's a oh. fan. It's possible. Uh, oh. But here, let me finger the rune here. Don't say uh, it that way. And bring up him on the rune. Uh, hello, uh, doctor? Hello, are you there? Oh, hello, big fan here. Big fan, big fan. Long time, first time. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank, thank you. you. That's Huge so- fan. God, this is so surreal to be actually here with you. I mean, not here with you, but yeah, communicating just, via rune. I know, to hear our voices and to see our faces. You know. Yes, I mean, you know, of course, there's that weird thing. There's the slight time delay, and I'm seeing you, but from odd angles, and so you know, there are micro-expressions that are not being fully absorbed. Uh, you know, perhaps this will end up being a little more tiring than a normal in-person conversation, but uh, we're living through weird times. You adjust, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. So, Doctor, you know, uh, I'm. do you mind introducing yourself so that uh, so that Usador, this is Usador, uh, as I'm sure you know. Please, I know, big fan, big uh, fan. A pleasure to meet you, sir. I can't wait uh, to learn more about you. Uh, well, a pleasure to meet you, Sodor. <laughs> well, well, no, the pleasure be all mine. I doff my cap to thee. God, so sorry, I'm freaking out. At least when he made that joke, he didn't then say, you can use that. Well, I would have actually been kind if he had given me something to use. <laughs> Sorry, it's just that most fans will write a joke and then say, you can use that. Well, look, I'm clearly very chill, okay? I mean, you and I, we can start doing bits about how other fans act because I'm not like that. I'm sure you're having many, many listeners contact you via Rune every day, and you're like, you only have like two or three followers in your tribe. But yet you are presenting yourself as if you are actually would be almost doing you a favor to appear on the podcast. But I'm not one of those. I'm actually very good. I'm going to be a good guest. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. I'm calling my shot. Yes. I'm not going to do any of the things that fans do. I I am only going to do the things that a brilliant guest would do. Oh, how many people do you have uh, in your following you in your tribe? I, I, it's, I, look, I, that's not really. I'm not. That's not my main platform. I'm not really a tribe leader first and foremost. I don't think that's how you should judge me because that's not really my priority. Okay, and we can't verify that. I, I yeah. I, look, I, unverified because I don't even. It's not something I'm taking seriously. I don't aim to be a tribe leader. That's not. I'm a very sane, brilliant scientist. Okay, that oh. is my main. Russian life. Science. My name, of course, as Arnie knows. Here it comes. Dr. Archibald Sane. Now, uh, you know, we're talking about these fans and their behavior that you're used to, the things that annoy you. I'm not one of those. I also want to make clear I am not one of these so-called mad scientists, okay? Well, uh, how could you be when your name is Dr. Sane? Well, thank you. I mean, you know, a a pleasant coincidence. I obviously didn't control that. I'm just, you know, uh, of the sane lineage. But yes, you know, I I feel like when I started hearing that label thrown around, I said, well, of course, I get mad sometimes. You know, I'm I'm a creative. You know, it's a frustrating field. We all take our L's, so to speak, here and there. Uh, But then I start to realize, oh, no, mad is being used in sort of a pejorative Mm, way. mm, mm, Mad out of one's mind. And I said, no, 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 I'm not this type of scientist. I'm very sane, very reasonable and brilliant. So, Dr. Archibald Sane, you said this is, uh, you come from a long line of sanes. Like, what what was your father's name? Uh, My father's name actually was, was also Dr. Archibald Sane. But this, this is the weird part. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He was Dr. Archibald Sane the second. Okay? Now his father's name was Jeremiah Sane. I am technically speaking Archibald Sane the first. Oh I see. So would you how how would you It's a countdown. Well, it's more my father felt like he was another very sane, very brilliant man who was looking to disrupt the status quo at any opportunity possible. 
And he said, eh, it's so boring. The lineage is the family. Everything's moving in one direction. How do I make a, a son almost like a, a, a prior story to my story, you know? To, to quell the sort of desire to tell stories in a linear Ford fashion, you know? I, I will make my son a, a prior instance of that quell, a prequel, if that you know, makes sense. When you have children, you just hope that your children eventually have less than you name-wise. Absolutely. That's the idea he was trying to deburden. You know, in a way, it would have worked better had he been, uh, you know, Archibald saying the sixth or seventh, and then there could have been a countdown. But uh, he was unfortunate that he was born the second, and that is because his father, Jeremiah Sane, was in fact uh, an insane man. That, that was, there is one, I will say, there is one sort of strand of insanity in our lineage, about two generations away at this point. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Well, Dr. Uh, Dr. Sane, do you mind letting us know a little bit about what you study? I guess I don't even know how to frame it exactly. Like, what are you a doctor of? Uh, thank you. Well, you know, it's sort of, um, you know, a, a self-appointed title, if that oh, okay. makes any sense. You know, I mean, it's sort mm-hmm. of like dress for the job you want, outfit your name with the title you aspire to uh-huh. one day. But, uh, you know, as I said, I'm a very sane doctor. I'm a brilliant okay. doctor. What I do is create life. Oh. Well, what I have to ask, why would you decide to create a life using science when there's so much magic around you? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I, I sort of, I don't, I don't want to um, bring this into the podcast perhaps this early, but, but I am not a huge believer in magic. <gasps> oh, wow. Not a big believer in magic? I mean, look, I, I'm just saying there are some scrolls, some ancient texts that I could pass along to you guys that I think you would find very fascinating. And actually, if you do your research and you don't read, like, sort of the, the main postings that are being placed on, on the local hitching posts in town, right? If you look for the sort of more obscure, uh, deeper posts, uh, then I, I think you will find that often it can be very easily explained that what we perceive to be magic is actually very high-level rudimentary science. Uh. Arnie, this is what you get for inviting a fan on. You know that we typically screen all of our guests by asking first and foremost, do you believe in magic? The one time we don't, this is going to be a shit show. No, This is going to be a shit show. Our usual screening process involves so much singing. Thou art a non-believer, but yet I shall convert thee. Watch this. Woof. Yeah, more like a novice of light and shadow. Yeah, and I was going to say light and shadow is the key term here. I mean, on Rune, anyone can sell any sort of basic illusion. You know, oh, it's, it's yeah. merely a sleight of hand. Oh, well, very well then. Watch this. <laughs> oh, just a little kite came out of his mouth and fell to the ground. That sucks. That could have been in right. there the I whole mean, time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, this is what I'm saying. I, You know, I look, I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just saying I will send along the scrolls later because I think there's some really interesting information in there. I do like scrolls. Oh, and I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to interrupt you for a second, uh, Doc, Doc Zane. Yes. How do you listen to the podcast on Foon? Once again, uh, uh, through science, you know. Oh. I created a device. I mean, I'm a very resourceful man. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to use sort of uh, found objects, you know, and figure out how to repurpose them okay. to serve other needs, much like how I create life, but we'll get to that in a moment. Oh, when uh, you said you create life, I just thought you were bragging about having sex. Uh, no, that's on the to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> list for the job you want. Uh, thank you, exactly. And this is why uh, you gentlemen are hosting the podcast and not me. But I went to my yard, right? Mm-hmm. And I found some of the basic produce, mm-hmm. the foodstuffs growing on my property. And I said, I, I will work as hard as I can trying to find a way to make these foodstuffs be able to receive messages from the outside. Oh. I was trying to form some sort of, of, of a communication device. Once again, the rune thing is a little too magic adjacent for me. I use it if I need uh-huh. to. 
you know, I think we all agree there are certain flaws in the system. It seems very susceptible to sort of outside intruders. Oh, yeah. The security of the rune connection is not yeah. incredibly where, airtight. Where did this magic come from? You're right. Like, we weren't using these things until very recently. That's what I'm saying. You know, so it's like, worst case scenario, I'll use it if I have to. But I, I think maybe this is a short-term solution for a longer-term problem. So I've been trying to solve this kind of thing myself, uh, trying to place different sort of rudimentary uh, collectors and uh, receivers and, and, and different types of uh, transmittory devices mm-hmm. around food stuff, food stuff, uh, uh, you know, in food. And uh, what I found eventually was that uh, an apple was most conducive to uh, receiving podcasts. Oh. So I, I have my sort of apple of podcasts that I use. I thought, once again, it was going to be a two-way transmission device. It has ended up just being a thing where I, I literally hold uh, an apple up to my ear and then just listen to communications. But of all of those I listen to, perhaps, uh, yours is my favorite. Oh, well, thank you. I, I've used an apple to listen as well, but I have to take one little bite out of it. Otherwise, I can't hear anything. Right. Yeah, I, I used to listen to, you know, I listened to a podcast with an apple, but I haven't done that since I was, you know, 18, 19. Have you ever seen this many kites come out of someone's mouth? Thanks. Uh, two kites. You could, I mean, once again, the kite, they're very small. <laughs> I, I, and your cheek, there's clearly something going on. See, coming out of my mouth now. Right. And gentlemen, I think you're seeing what I'm talking about here. You're starting to see. Case in point. Some chinks in the armor, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Dr. Sane, uh, so I, I guess I would love yeah. to hear... Call me Archie, oh, please. Archie. Oh, Archie. Oh, I gotta say, there might just be a little confusion. Like, my name is Arnie. Your name is right. Archie. I'm a little worried. I just feel like we're co-workers now. We're collaborators. We should get informal. This is the beginning of a longer relationship, would, obviously. Well, I don't know. Uh, what the fuck? Arnie. Arnie. What? Usador. Yeah. God, what? Real, real quick. Usador, can you fuck with his audio? Yes. Oh. Guys, I'm I'm so sorry to do this. I'm I'm on the beach and I just I just got a bottle uh, that washed ashore on my beach with a little note inside. Yeah. It's Doctor Sane asking to be my friend. Oh. I don't feel comfortable with this. What could it hurt to be friends? I'm sure that you're not crossing any lines. Uh, right. I just uh, it seems real sweaty. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, All right, un- undo his audio. I'll deal with do it. I'll do it. But if you do agree to be his friend, just don't do it in such a way where then it seems like I'm going to have to be his friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. And in conclusion, that's why I think <laughs> Foon is empirically round. We can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah Everyone knows that Foon is an elliptical ovoid. But anyway, I swear to thee, thou must believe that magic can be real, and I shall prove it to you by turning one of these three kites uh, into a goose, a paper goose. So what are you doing with your time? Uh, origami, the, the magician's downfall? Jesus. Yes, I mean, I, I have to say, too, the fact that everything you're doing to try to prove to me that magic exists seems to revolve around this one prop that you easily could have set pre-recording, it really is backing up my thesis. Well, uh, how dare you? How dare you, sir? To be fair, you, you have quantity going on. I mean, you have many of them, but still, it's like, if you started doing tricks with something that hasn't been introduced in the last ten minutes, you might be selling me a little harder. All right, I'll be back. Where's he going to... Well, I mean... But also the mere fact that he has to walk away. It's like now he can grab anything. Exactly. Didn't occur to me until now that he's a prop magician. Look, I have great respect for illusionists. I I love seeing a a fanciful illusion in the town square. You know, but that's what it is. Mm. It is entertainment. Science. Are you a fan of the arts as well as science? I love the arts. Of course, I love the arts. I mean, that's how I got into science. You know, I was sort of starting to say, you know, I don't have that great of a personality. I wanted to be an artist. And I realized fairly on, you know, I don't think I am the man who perhaps stands at the town square. Mm. You know, I don't think I have that energy. So perhaps I'm a little bit more of a behind the, the square kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps I am the person who's standing outside the square, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, helped produce the people who are performing. Oh, like you're their parents? You know? Well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> like we'll a stage doctor. 
Like a bit of a stage doctor, yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I get it. (laughs) Here, I've got it. You see that? I pulled my thumb right off. Why'd you have to walk off screen for that? Thank you. Thank you. I was about to ask. I mean, when he spends that much time away, you expect he's at least going to come back with something large or something that we might believe he did not have at his home. But then you come back with, uh, verily thine own hand. All right, I'll be right back. Well, well, speaking of being right back, maybe uh, let's take a quick break. And then, uh, Dr. Sane, I'm really, I, I, you know, maybe this is a mistake. Maybe we shouldn't give you a platform uh, to share your fringe beliefs about science. But uh, it'll come off as an endorsement, which I've got to be clear. This, that's not what this is. But we should hear you out on, on your thoughts on science. Yes, and also you should not try to silence my beliefs. In my mind, that is censorship. I have a right to appear on this podcast. Oh, you don't have a This right. is a public resource. Well, it's not a public. Glad you got a fan now, dipshit. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Now you see, these two rings are bound together and there is no way to separate them here. I'd hand them to you and let you pull on them yourself, but uh, I was separated by the shattering. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what if I spoke the magical word? Ah, la, 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 la. And there, two rings separated. Usador, I I just, and once again, huge fan. Huge fan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I do need to call out now that I'm communicating Uh with you via rune and no longer just listening to you through a once-bit apple, your environment seems to be surrounded by both large plumes of smoke and a copious amount of mirrors. Yes, uh, here in the haunted hot springs, everyone wants to be uh, fully covered in steam all the time, and uh, they want to look at their own naked bodies while they're in the hot springs. And the mirrors help us watch out for the ghosts. I mean, you do you, but uh, for me, that's making the angles at which you're holding the rings very suspicious. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, well, uh, don't worry. Uh, well, I don't need these rings here. I'll just turn them into uh, birds and let them fly away. Also, when your magic words sound like they're being made up on the spot. Absolutely. Okay, fine. Yes. What are your magic words, Arnold? Please. Damn. Mm. Thank you. Ooh, the most one. magical word there of all. There you go. You sir, I don't know if it's the mirrors or if it's just a beachgoer, but is there a woman who's uh, been cut in half behind you? Yeah. Oh, what's her name? Sandy. And what, you're going to use some sort of illusion to make it appear as if she is being rejoined, put back together? No, she was here when I got here. (laughs) Oh, wait. She was just like that. Has there been a murder in the part of Foon that you're trapped in? No, Arnie, she's alive. She's just in two halves. What do you want me to do about it? Oh, is the other half on the other side of the barrier of the fragmenting? I assume so. I'll ask her. Sandy, where's the other half of you? She says, yeah, it's on the other side. Fair enough. Questions answered. Dr. Sane, you said you, mm. uh, you said you create life. Um, yes, 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 yes. Thank you for keeping me on track. That is why you are the professional podcaster, and oh. I am merely a brilliant scientist. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Um, yeah, I was just curious what, what life you create. Um, yes, absolutely. Well, as I said, longtime fan, and, and fan of the arts in general. But uh, when I realized I didn't have it, I figured uh, perhaps 
I should create creatures by thine own hand. Because uh, once again, I said, uh, you know, the sex thing, I, I'm very much looking forward to trying at some point. But it seems to take a little bit longer to result in life. And uh, also very pre-verbal at that point. Then you have to train them with some sort of uh, stagecraft, if Mm -hmm. you will. So I I thought, let me find a way using my science and the full support, I assume, of God uh, uh, to create a full, intelligent adult life so I can use that as a vehicle to make it onto my favorite podcasts. You know what I'm saying. So just to be clear, it sounds like your science, it's a little out there, but it's not in defiance of God or God. Look, if you ask me, God is uh, essentially signing off on every single move I do. Well, if a God is signed off on it, then, well, we must see what you've done. Uh, I'm excited to hear more about it. When you started podcasting, it must have seemed out there, you know? You must have told your friends and family, and they said, that can't surely be a thing that is worth the investment of time. You will receive no acclaim, no coins for some sort of business as podcasting. I mean, yeah, my parents were wildly disappointed, so, exactly. so I can, yeah, I can relate to that. Right, right. And often when I've tried to describe this podcast to people, there's sort of a glazed look they get in their eye when mm. they realize they've asked... And I am telling them. Yeah, and to be fair, a lot of people do say, how's your little show, right? Right, why right. Can't, why can't you call it by its name or say your podcast or how's the show going? But they always call it your little show, and I know what that means. Absolutely, and I'm sure there's also that thing that the three of you experience. And you were talking about this, Usador, with the eyes glazing over. Yes, oh yes. Where, where you realize, oh, they now perceive me to be one of those people who is sort of delusionally working on a podcast that no one really cares about, and you're in a position where you can't say, no, it's actually kind of a thing. Like, it's like, I'm not trying to brag, I have no arrogance about this, but people do. I mean, people hold apples up to their ear. They're actually invested in this, but at that point, if you say it, it seems like you don't protest too much. Yes, exactly. Uh, it can be a problem, because you don't want to seem braggadocious. At no. least I certainly don't. Absolutely not, yes. You know, speaking of parents, though, I actually tried to keep the existence of it from my parents, because I didn't know if they a wise would move. think it was too yes. weird, but I made the mistake of using my real name, so they definitely found it. That's the issue, and, and look, it's an issue I've uh, come across as well. I often wish that I had hidden behind some sort of character, but as I said, I am no performer. I'm merely a brilliant scientist. I create the characters and then burden them with ongoing life. Well, yes, what manner of creatures have you given life to, breathed life into, Dr. Sane? Well, I'm glad you asked once again. Thank you for being a professional and keeping me on track. Oh, certainly. It takes a little while to make these creatures work. Not that it's my ultimate ambition. I was such a fan of uh, this show, I felt like, uh, you know, it's an immediate short-term goal. Make one that will be a, a sort of big enough get to get you booked on Hello from the Magic Tavern. Hmm. Uh, so I created first a man uh, sort of cobbled together, much like how I said I used produce to attempt to create communication devices. I used uh, several different men that I found around the bog in my property, oh. much like Usador just having a, ha- a halved woman in his background. You know, I mean, none of them were that. I, I'm not, like, keeping them in my bedroom, you know? But you walk around enough. It, this is a, a terrible time to be alive. It does make me Lots suspicious that you phrased library. it that way, though. Like, I'm not keeping these men I found in the bog trapped in my bedroom. Fair enough, but also, I'm not the one who you should be suspicious of when we're literally seeing a woman cleft in twain <laughs> in the background of right, Usador's room portal right now. I think it's just a bisexual. Right, exactly. Uh, another thing you might notice if you look closely uh, upon my visage and my image is that uh, I have this uh, pocket square here in my robe. Oh, whoa, yeah. oh, oh, look, it's still coming out. More different colored pieces of cloth than you would ever imagine would fit in a single pocket. Okay, and this is a great opportunity to bring up. I didn't mean to ask you, um, and now I think I found my answer. Why do you appear to have uh, the world's longest pocket? This is one pocket that spans from almost the uh, from your neck, neck to navel. 
Well, I entered the world's longest pocket competition, and uh, I won. And then uh, once I had it, I figured I might as well stuff a lot of different colored scarves in there. Well, anyway, uh, to get things back on track, uh, I created this man cobbled together, a sort of um, resourceful, uh, kind of environmentally conscious, you know? <laughs> I, I just I have a major issue with um, uh, single-use humans. You know, I think oh, they're very wasteful. That's fair. So I, I tried to see if I could use the best aspects, the sort of retrievable aspects of different plague victims uh, and, and cobbled together my own man who I uh, henceforth named Franklin Einstein. <laughs> oh, how laudable of you. Uh, Arnold is a, is a multi-use human. Uh, he, he was stabbed with his sword and he's still walking around and living. Uh, yeah. And that's what I like to see. That's, oh. That is actually what I like to see. Anyway, I thought Franklin Einstein was going to be my ticket. Uh, turns out not very intelligent. Oh, uh, Franklin not, Einstein. Not incredibly verbal. And I kept on, uh, you know, having to bring a flame closer to him in order to try to light properly uh, for a, a rune cast. And uh, uh, he did not react kindly. And then also listening to your show, I felt a little, a little too close to some other guests you've possibly had in the past, oh, right? Sure. I went, you've got to be a little more creative. Uh, oh, so can then I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, please, please, please. Can I ask, Franklin Einstein, do you mm. prefer we refer to that failed experiment as Franklin Einstein or Dr. Sane's first monster? Uh, I would prefer Dr. Sane's first monster. I feel like people often refer to him, uh, my friends as they were, as uh, Franklin Einstein's monster, which is make, yeah. fundamentally incorrect. <laughs> when did we make the leap to monster? Well, and that's actually the thing I find the most offensive. <laughs> I mean, look, he's cobbling. What a he's, presumptuous thing to say on cobbling How life. To, look, I'm. I hate if I sound old-fashioned, but he's cobbling life together from bodies of plague victims he found in the bog. You have to imagine odds are are high that they're a monster. Usador, I appreciate you saying that, and I agree. I will say I didn't even take offense to Arnie saying it this time because I have long ago lost that battle. The townspeople hate Franklin Einstein. If the townspeople hate Dr. Franklin Einstein, uh, sorry, you're, you're, he's just Franklin Einstein, you're the doctor. Correct. If the townspeople hate him and you created him, aren't you the monster? Well, and this has been brought up, but I try to not really lend weight to that argument. I just killed him. I just said, this is a failed experiment. Let's just cut it off, you know? Sounds sane to me. Right, I cut it, his head off. Oh. I cut it thou head off. Uh, not thou, but, you know, in the moment, that's what I said to him. Uh, but on, on, on the subject oh, of thou... Oh, I'm sorry, that's cold. Like, as you cut his head off, were you making eye contact and you said, I cut thou head off? Dead eye contact, oh. unblinking eye contact. Which kind of proves the point that you're a bit of a monster. I mean, anytime you make a man, it's a rocky situation, but to give it a name and then to send it out into the village, that's... That's bonkers. I don't want to lead credence. It is just fueling the flames that we use to uh, telegraph our projections over runes, so to speak. All right, anyway, we're dragging this story out. Let's. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's try to. Uh, I'd like. You said were there experiments after Franklin Einstein? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, so I said, you know, perhaps I should not make. Uh, mine own life out of uh, whole cloth. Perhaps I should sort of just try to produce the circumstances that would result in an interesting guess for you guys. So uh, I had a friend, Terence, uh, and I led him out uh, to a moor one night where I knew there happened to be some uh, rabid wolves. (laughs) who, uh, legend had it, had been past cursed. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of kept on saying, uh, Oh, Terrence, why don't you pet the wolves? Uh, why, why not try to feed them? Why not smother your hand in the food and then wave it around, you know, as, as sort of a goof, a lark? Anyway, uh, they mangled him beyond belief, and I thought he would come back as some sort of uber-powerful part-wolf, part-man. Uh, which uh, he kind of did. Uh, I would say um, he has ended up being a, a more sort of a, what I would like to call 
Uh, where art thou, Wolf? Mm. Huh. <laughs> you didn't decide to call him Wolf Einstein? I mean, that no, that is what I decided to call him uh, at first. That was his proper name, mm. as it were. But this guy gets lost so easily. <laughs> I, I truly cannot keep track of him. So I started calling him like more, more like a where art thou wolf, you well, know? Who's afraid of a where art thou wolf? I mean, very few people. This woman, Virginia, in town. <laughs> but other than her, I almost no one. She is terrified by him. And I think it is truly just because she thinks he has so little spatial awareness. He will storm into her home and then subject her to some sort of tense, multi-hour night of, uh, you know, torrid domestic drama. Oh, well, uh, you would hope that wouldn't happen with such a wolf. Uh, you know, most wolves, uh, I've noticed, can't even get into a home without blowing and blowing. And then they end up just blowing the whole house down. Absolutely, absolutely. Sexual that favors to get inside a house? That's, I don't agree with that. You know, I will say that the dogs on the beach I found here... They, when they lick you, there is some amount of healing process going on, so I'm not sure if that's something where if you try and create another wolfman, if you want to have him uh, get a St. Beach Nard. No, I, I'm, I'm very easily defeated. It's sort of one, one at bat for me, and by that I mean uh, one time attempting to get bitten by a bat. So, Chunt, are <laughs> you saying that you want him to say his wolfman's got Nard? St. Beach Nard. St. Yep. Beach Nard. <laughs> Uh, would, but that were the case, but unfortunately mm. it mm. is not. Uh, then, of course, I mean, just sort of speed round here. I thought perhaps <laughs> some sort of aquatic creature. Ooh. There is a gray sinkhole on my property. Oh, yeah. So I thought oh, perhaps I shall make some sort of uh, guild man, uh, you know? A creature who would come henceforth from this gray sinkhole. Unfortunately, he did not want to leave. I mean, he was so mm. comfortable there. Uh, yeah. Like a hand in a glove, he just wants to stay in that sinkhole. So the creature from the gray sinkhole is just mm. the creature in the gray sinkhole. Correct, uh, correct. Nice. I wanted to be a from. I said, you know, it does not have to define <laughs> you mm. where you are from. You choose who you are. And he went, no, I really think this is my identity. It's just staying in this sinkhole. Oh, that's a shame, because it's like he's kind of not that interesting there, but if you take him... I agree! I agree. I think you gotta take him out, and that's where the juice is, so yeah. to speak. And he wouldn't even come out to, like, fuck or anything? No! I mean, that's what I thought. <laughs> I said, you know, first of all, you know, let's start out with you basically sort of just uh, scaring the town, creating some dramatic tension. You know, is he a threat? Is he misunderstood? And then we could escalate to, I, I think you must find someone to fuck. I think that's really where this thing is going to gain some sort of prestige, you know? Some no, uh, notoriety, you know? Well, Dr. Sane, I like that you spend a lot of time just, like, yelling into bodies of water, trying to coax things Absolutely. out to fuck. Yeah. And then, of course, there was uh, my mummy. You know, I, my attempt to create the perfect guest, uh, my mummy. Your own mother? Yes, exactly. Oh. I, I, I just think my mother's very funny, you know? And I said, like... Oh, if she could just say on a podcast the kind of stuff she says to me, you know, this kind yeah. of dynamic, if we could replicate sure. this, this would work. It's not the, so oh. I brought her I brought her to the town square, and it did not work. She became oh. very self-conscious. Doctor, Ooh. I have an idea, and it's, it's kind of outdated, and it's kind of dumb, but also kind mm. of catchy. What if you took all those monsters and just sort of mashed them up? Well, I did try a, a sort of monster mixer. Mm. Oh, was that this morning? or Yeah, uh, when did you do that? Le- last no, night? No, no. I mean, this was, yes. I, I, I was, it wasn't last night, but I was uh, working okay. in Say my where, lab. Where were you working? <laughs> in my lab. I was oh, working okay. in my right. lab late uh, one night. I can't remember which one it was uh, in particular. When uh, Did uh, anything happen? Did anything happen to you while you were there? Well, I was overcome with quite a fright. Oh, okay. right. Yes, yes. You know, it, the fright was, why hadn't I thought of this uh, sooner? Perhaps I am being too limited in thinking that, uh, you know, my entire universe of my mm. career should rest on the shoulders of just one of these creatures. Yeah. Perhaps I need to view this as more of a dark universe. And there's always, you know? the, there's always a fear that the monsters will get together and pick it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I said, let's try to strengthen numbers make this a dark universe where the creatures can all sort of support each other and make each other seem a little more interesting. And once again, the mistake was I led with my mummy. I thought my mummy was the one who had the juice to really kick off the entire... It's understandable, Dr. Sane. It's a very universal problem. 
that's what I thought. I said, everyone has a mummy, you know, and so there's a lot of success with mummies in the past, and so that will make this mummy a very good starting point for my dark universe. And people said, we've seen mummies too many times. We all have mummies. It's, you know, we, we place boots on our mothers, we take them off, we reboot our mothers. <laughs> you know, these, this is old hat, as it were. Now, uh, far be it from me to tell you what to do, for you're the scientist and I'm the incredible wizard. But you said you were trying to coax something out of a swamp to have uh, relations with your creature from the gray sinkhole. Mm. Uh, Have you ever considered creating a bride for one of them? Creating a bride from whole cloth that could marry off to one of your other creatures. Or you. I'm sorry, but that does sound a little bit sexy. It's on, yeah, it's on. It does, yeah, absolutely. To say, first of all, I need to make a woman uh-huh. specifically to fulfill the desires of myself okay. or another male. No, I and hear secondly, what you're to to own her. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm, I'm not looking to have my doctorate cancelled, as it were. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, not that it exists yet, but yeah. I mean, nothing would be worse to get pre-cancelled before you even really have your moment. Yeah. You can still get pregnant from pre-canceled. And also, I, I, I think it's not that, fair fundamentally. to... Fundamentally. <laughs> yes, it's why I've held off from sex at this point. Go on. It's also not fair if, we, if you made some sort of bride if her whole title was in service to another creature, right? Thank you. Where's the agency? As I said, yeah. I'm always trying to sort of, uh, you know, with my creature in the sinkhole. I said, become something bigger. Give yourself a name. He said, no, I'm just good with this sinkhole stuff. So I'm really trying to encourage them to become the, the leaders of their own narrative. As they so will. at most, you might encourage them to come out and fuck, but you don't want to tell them who to fuck, how to fuck, stuff like that. Absolutely, absolutely. It has to happen organically. <laughs> and at a point where it feels like they have been in the public eye for enough cycles that people are willing to take them more seriously, that then people will go like, oh, this is an interesting new angle. You Can know, I we've say- gone through all the basic monster behavior. Yes. I would buy a sticker for my wooden cart that said, mm. I only support organic fucking. So if you ever wanted to get into that game, I think that's a really good phrase. Well, and perhaps that is a hustle worth exploring on the side. Oh, Chunt, why do you keep talking about organic openings? Let's. <laughs> I'm not going to get into beats. <laughs> no, it's fair. Look, uh, Arnie, allow the man to uh, create whatever sounds and movements he oh, wants. That's true. That is just sw- swoosh. Thank you. Look, I, I've explained some of my failures, but I'm not here to lick wounds. I'm here because I finally have created the perfect guest <gasps> for your podcast. Oh, I went back to the source. I listened closely, and I said, I, I should listen to the show. I should provide this show with the guest they have been demanding all of this time. Queen Titania? Well. Lynn manuel Miranda? I am a fan of the show. I want nothing more than to appear on your podcast. But that is not appealing to you, gentlemen. I understand that. I have the modicum of self-awareness to understand that. So I said, what are these three gentlemen fans of? What would they love to see appear? Because they have been following the work for so long. Jordan Peele? The the town peeler? The man Mm -hmm. who removes the Bruce spots off our vegetables? Is that who you speak of? Yeah, the guy who used to partner up with the locksmith. Of course, the yes. Key guy? You would yeah. go down, you would get a new key and a quick peeling. <laughs> but no, but no, a fictional character. Oh. I speak, of course, of the favorite play of you three gentlemen. Yes. <gasps> Farts? Automaton Constable. <gasps> oh my goddess, is what? You made an autonomous. You store your favorite play. You talk about it all the time, or at least a half a dozen times uh, over various episodes. Automaton Constable? Dr. Sane, are you telling me that you have taken a law enforcement officer, struck down in his prime, and made him into some sort of clockwork man? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, swoosh! Oh, it's not only made of gears, it also says click-clack. Automaton Constable, I am Usador, and I'm your biggest fan. <clears throat> oh, oh, I don't think it's spoken in a while. Whether thou art dead or alive, inevitably, you shall be coming with me. Oh. Are we under arrest? Holy shit, is this a sting? No, I think that's his catchphrase. Oh, oh. 
No, 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 gentlemen. I just thought you would find it a little exciting to hear him speak the uh, his most popular sayings. Oh, yes, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, oh, what a beautiful uh, creation this is, Dr. Sane. I take it back. All the negative things I've said about science all of these years, I take them all what? back. Thank you, thank you. Yes, how bad could science be if it allows you to take a uh, stricken town constable, tell his uh, wife and child that he is dead for good, and then giving him a new lease on life with no memory of who he once was. Oh, it's a tale for the ages. The part about his wife and family, that doesn't seem like necessary. Let's not hop on that. Uh, automaton, automaton? Uh, autom- automaton constable. Can I just call you AC? AC, um, can, can we talk to you for a little bit? Absolutely. Oh, that seems trademarked. Um, Michael Caine? Arnie, do you... No. <laughs> um, uh, AC, thank you so much for being on the show. We are uh, a huge fan of, uh, of yours. My pleasure. Have you... Long time, first time. Oh, long, long time, first time. I listen to the show a lot in the lab, <laughs> the people around you yes, probably course, are forced yeah, to listen to it. Absolutely. Automaton constables are around me listening all the time, yes. Um, so, AC, we just heard a little bit about your family. Tell us about your, your wife and kids. <gasps> oh, chunt. Oh, shit. Wife. Kids. Um, this is just like the play where he begins to remember. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry, gentlemen. Oh. Give me a moment here. Uh. He is staring off into the middle distance and lightly vibrating. Oh. Let me just... Oh, no. uh, the middle distance. The thoughtful uh, distance. Uh, oh, uh, gentlemen, proceed with questioning. Oh, uh, what's your favorite color, AC? Wood. <laughs> AC, Wood. I have a question for thee. Are you using your own brand of unbridled justice to bring goodness and correctness back into the world? Great question. When I started... My aim was to solely follow the directives of OCP. OCP? You're down with OCP? I am down with OCP, the Order of Corrupt People. Oh. But that was before I understood that is what the name stood for when I thought they were benevolent. Originally... I followed the directives of the Order of Corrupt People, but once I started to uncover the corruption inherent in their name, I started operating by my own rules to the best of my ability. This is wonderful. Just like the play, he's overcome what has created him. And he has seen the light. And now he fights for goodness and justice. Automaton Constable, I must ask thee, wilt thou join mine quest to defeat the Dark Lord? Which Dark Lord would this be? I kind of have my hands full at the moment. It's kind of capital T, the, the Dark Lord, like the Dark Lord, like the big bad Dark Lord. Uh, I feel like... I tend to work best in sort of lower tier antagonists. Sir Richard Jones, head of the Order of Corrupt People. So you kind of got your hands full with this whole OCP thing. You have your own, like, nemesis, basically. Absolutely. And Sir Richard Jones has been making an automaton constable of his own to take me down. Oh, no. Uh, Automaton constable, Dr. Sane, I beg of you, I shan't take AC away from his duty to protect his own land, but I do beg of thee, if you do err overcome your own nemeses, please reach out to me. Speak to me through the rune, and I shall bring you along to join my quest against evil. Well, that sounds like an invitation to make another appearance, which I will not turn down. But in the immediate, I must stay focused on defeating Sir Richard Jones and his automaton, Sir Edward XX. 
I I gotta say, and I feel maybe this is rude to say so, I feel like once the automaton constable defeats the other automaton constable, it's kind of like, do you need more automaton constable at that point? Like, yeah, we don't need a. Is it a mistake to to keep going with the automaton constable story? I am sure that after defeating Edward XXIX, that will be the last I ever need to fight another automaton of any kind. I agree. Now, wait a minute here. This may also be rude. Uh, Dr. Sane, would you please get back on the on the horn? Yes, I know. Hello, hello, hello. Would you mind and bring uh, bring uh, AC next to you? Would you mind drinking a glass of water? <laughs> Would you mind drinking a glass of water while AC talks? Uh, absolutely. Uh, yes, here I go, uh, jugging, uh, chugging from my chug. Jugging, uh, yeah, that's a good. Just, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, jugging from my chug. Is that something? I don't know. Is that a T-shirt? That's a tunic. <laughs> All right, let me take a, a quick sip here. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Okay. Way down upon the Swanee River. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Okay, mm. all right. Never mind. My, my I mean, apologies. I thought there was something else going on. It did seem to stop briefly when the singing happened. But you know what? Well, we all catch our breath near mid-gulp. <laughs> Do we not? Yeah. It seemed like a very normal way to drink to me. You announce it for a few seconds before you do it. Take your sweet time doing it, and then let your friend sing. Thank you. <laughs> you would never turn around and say gulp gulp. You would actually be uh, doing the gulp gulp. Uh, well, listen, I you know I must admit I am a little shy about drinking in public in front of others. <laughs> Doctor Singh. Mm. You have done a wonderful thing for this world of food, and I thank thee. You have taken Automaton Constable out of the pages of literature and theater and brought it to life. And for that, I salute thee. Whoa, wh- that's amazing. When Usador saluted, his many-colored handkerchief turned into some sort of technicolored dream robe. Oh. Also, m- more kites fell out of his mouth. <laughs> A number that he could not possibly have preset. yes. More kites than you could ever imagine. Continue to fill up your rune. You never thought you'd see so many kites. And here I shall create life myself by saying, Bing, Bing, Bing. Tiny horses with top hats. Bing, 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 Buddy, you buried the lead. Next time, start with that. Absolutely. This is a lot to take in. Suddenly, everything I believed in is revealed to be a lie. Magic is real, and magic is great? Magic is real, and magic is great. But what I have learned today, after many years of fighting it, is that science is also great. And together, magic and science shall work together, Dr. Sane, and we shall overcome all of our obstacles. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, Tomaton Constable is... Tapping me on the shoulder very firmly. Okay. Uh, hello, yes. Please tell me about Constable Murphy. <gasps> oh no! Who's that? That's Automaton Constable. We're assuming through context clues, yeah, that that was his real name. I've seen the play. Do we think that the doctor had his new creation vaccinated? Uh, what? What are you talking about? Constable Murphy? Uh,. Jeez, vaguely rings a bell, uh, uh, brutally murdered in his prime. Good constable, nothing to see here. Murphy had a wife and spawn. What happened to them? I, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a private citizen. You can't expect me to keep tabs on the wife and child of every single slain constable who I had... No oh, hand in the no. demise of? Uh-oh. Clack. 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 Uh, so do you guys have any <laughs> other, like, segments I thought maybe it was going to kill him or something. I didn't know what was going to happen there. I will take my wooden spike and shove it through your genitals. Oh, no! Oh, Right in the St. Beach Yard. The violence was over the top. It's graphic. I don't know. I 
found uh, it oddly funny. Yes, it's graphic, but it's satirical. Satirical? I gotta say, I gotta walk something back from earlier. I want to see a sequel to that. AC, why is your spike still out, Surly? You have hurt me and embarrassed me as much as you could anyone, man. No. Doctor Archibald Nathan Sane, you are terminated. Oh, through the head. Wow. Probably going to dump him in a bog or something. Anyway, as I was saying. What a professional. Big fan of the podcast. Oh, we should thank you. Thank schedule you. that return wow. appearance yeah, soon. I mean, this I'm is very into the new quest you are setting up for me to take part on, and certainly, Autonomaton Constable will never deliver diminishing results. No, there's no way you turn into a cartoon of yourself. It is weird for me, um, you know, in my biases that I was vehemently against having a fan on. But when, mm. but the fan's creation is okay with me. So what does that say about me? That I'm just against a fan being on, but then the creation of the fan, who's also a fan, I'm okay with and I enjoy. We love fan art. That is what I was going to <laughs> say. You got there before. You know, I've got to say. Well, to be fair, he speaks yeah, much faster. Automaton consoles a natural disadvantage when when it comes to banter because it just takes a while to get <laughs> stuff out. They should almost call me automaton consonant because it's like I speak one Holy shit. Consonant. He's inventing stand-up. At uh, time. I told you guys I was funny. <laughs> It's funny, all those those five gears on his chest are all tightly wound in. He has a nice tight five. Also, I feel like we blew past the revelation that Dr. Sane's full name and initials are Dr. A.N. Sane. A.N. Sane? A.N. Sane? Wow. What a revelation. I am so glad you picked up on that. Would have been a shame had that not been remarked upon. A lot of surprise. I can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not. I mean, it's not like his first name is Ichabod. Then his name would be insane, yes, but uh, Archibald... His first name is Archibald Nemesis. Archibald Nemesis? Is that that something? Yeah, that's something. I mean... I just want to circle back to an earlier point. Despite perception, Automaton Constable is nothing if not sincere. There is not a sarcastic bone in my body. Asked and answered, I guess. Lot of satire, though. Are you a long-term fan of the show? How will you be murdered when you eventually appear? By the time it happens, will you welcome it? Get in touch. Use it or the wizard was played by Matt Young. Chunt the badger head on a stick was played by Adol Refai. Archibald Insane the scientist and his creation Automaton Constable were both played by special guest Griffin Newman. Griffin played Arthur on both seasons of The Tick on Amazon Prime. See, there is something on Amazon Prime besides Fleabag. Check out his podcast Blank Check with Griffin and David. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Niekamp, Matt Young, and Adol Refai. Post-production coordination by Garrett Schultz. Earwolf producer Kimmy Lucas. This episode edited by Chris Rathjen. Special assistance by Ryan DeGiorgi. Hello from the Magic Tavern logo by Allard LeBan. Magic Tavern theme by Andy Poland. You've been listening to the Hello from the Magic Tavern credits, a sweet and delicious treat only accessed by slogging through 40 to 60 minutes of cumbersome pre-show. It's the podcast equivalent of an artichoke. And now, sit back and listen to something else. Barely. It seems as if I, Dr. Archibald N. Sane, must rebuild myself into some sort of 
automaton, Constable the Second. Uh, sorry, Dr. Singh? Yes? I just came out of the gray sinkhole because I don't have anything to eat. Can you hear anything I can eat? I am literally bleeding out of both my genitals and my jaw right now. Does this look like a good time? Should I come back tomorrow? There's mead in the fridge. Right. Oh, we should all team up. Now rap for daddy. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.